You are listening to the official podcast of Salem Tabernacle in Beacon, New York, a community of people devoted to experiencing life as God meant it to be. People this morning. We're going to begin the most holy baptism liturgy right now. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Let's do it again. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. I don't care if it's Christmas or Easter. That's a good thing. Amen? There is one body and one spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. The Lord be with you. That sounds so beautiful. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, descend on everyone rededicating their lives, being baptized today, and make this day the happiest of birthdays for them. And we thank you that they are received into a church community that loves them and will help lead and guide them in their walk with you. In your name we pray. Amen. If you are here and you're going to be presenting a child to be baptized, would you please stand right now? Do you present your child to be baptized? And now, anybody else who is being baptized today or rededicating your life to Christ, would you please stand? That is the rest of you. Do you know that your church is presenting you to be baptized? And to all of you, do you accept the privilege of baptism? You may be seated this morning. To get us ready to enter the waters, we have our bishop, Bishop Quentin Moore, here from Hutchinson, Kansas, who's now going to come and share, I don't want to say quick, because it's not my place. So he's going to come and share a word with you, and I probably just got myself in trouble. Would you welcome Bishop Quentin Moore as he comes this morning? Glad to be here. Good morning, Salem. You're looking good. I've already posted you all over my social media. So um, uh, what a joy to be with you this morning. Uh, You're like my second home. I come and every time I do, I I feel like, oh, this is in Kansas. You guys are just so much, so similar. So grace to all of you. Grace to uh, thank you for the meals we've received and uh, all the fellowship and the great times we've had. I'm traveling with my wife, who I don't do much anymore. She's in the back. So if you see Annie, uh, tell her thank you. Um, this, is, uh, uh, this is the first Sunday of Advent. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful, marvelous moment to be having baptisms. Uh, a few weeks ago, about a couple of months ago, I was wrestling with one of my... If you got that picture, Ian, just throw it up there. I'll show you what makes me rich. This is what makes me a millionaire, is that group right there. Um, What makes you rich is your family and your friends and your church family. And so don't ever forget it, that you can't really measure prosperity by a weight of gold. You measure it by the reality of the relationships that God has entrusted into your life. So just remember, I was wrestling with that group uh, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, and we have 11 of them and one girl, 10 boys, and, and one of them looked at me and says, Pops, I'm only human. 
And I thought about that for a minute. Only human. You do realize that God chose flesh to make himself known. That God himself formed each one of you out of the dust of the ground, fearfully and wonderfully, uniquely and specifically to contain him. And then he breathed himself into you. And to say I'm only human is to diminish the very creature that he created to make himself known. That every one of you are the sacrament of the Christ. That every one of you have been so joined to God that there are angels, according to Jewish proverb, that walk before every one of you saying, behold the glory of God. That every one of you reveal who God is. And that this morning we're going to celebrate the reality that even in our own temptation and fallen nature, that God himself took upon the form of a man, came in the likeness of a man, so that he could reveal to you who you really are. And that in his own baptism, heaven opens up and says, this is my beloved son. And that the Bible tells us that if we receive the Son of God in human form, that we ourselves are elevated, if you will, reunited and redeemed to that place where He created us before sin to be so joined to Him that we could never be torn apart. Only human, are you kidding me? The Bible says that ye are like God, that you are of His nature, partakers of the very essence of divinity. And this morning, we're going to do what he told us to do in order to see the grace of God imparted into our children and into those adults that have chosen, that they might know again that they are the divinity of God in the flesh. And to be only human? Are you kidding me? Greater things will you do than the things that I have done because I have come to you. That's what we celebrate this morning. What a, what a great and awesome gift to be given into this community. Forty-some people to be given into this community as we enter into this great time of celebrating the birth of the Christ. I'm going to use one verse this morning and then talk about a lot of them. But if you've got it, Ian, you can throw it up there. It's First Peter chapter 3. <clears throat> for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God. Look at somebody and say, I have been brought to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who had been disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah building the ark. In that only a few, eight in all, had been saved through water. Verse 21, look at this. And this water symbolizes this water, that water symbolizes. It is the picture of baptism that now saves and delivers and rescues and helps you. God, through Peter, is saying the water of the flood was a picture, a symbol of the water that now saves, delivers, rescues, and helps you. Not the removal of the dirt from the body, but the pledge, the response that presents you clear and clean consciously before God. It saves you, is made effective by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Did you not hear that? 
that the flood was but a picture of the reality of the waters that we are going to participate in this morning, and that through this very act, that God will release a grace in our lives. You sang it. You said, I'm saved by grace, not by works, but that by simply presenting ourselves before God, God uses physical things to reveal Himself. He uses hands. Anybody raised by a Pentecostal grandmother like I was? That woman knew how to take oil. (laughs) She put oil and stuff. You slid out of the seat when you sat down. (laughs) Grandma knew how to use hankies and put it under pillows. Grandma, Grandma knew how to believe in her heart, but she used her hands. To believe in her heart, but to use a physical thing. Every Pentecostal in this room, you're sacramental, you just won't admit it. God uses physical things. My granddad got saved because grandmother kept putting that hanky under his pillow. My granddad got, he got sober because that, that hanky had more oil on it than that the anointing, right? The grace of God was conveyed through a hand and through a, how many of you love your spouse? I'm sorry to say, how many love somebody? Uh, how do you convey it? You kiss them. I mean, it, it, well, it's in my, I have people tell me all the time, I love Jesus in my heart. And I think, yeah, just like you love your wife, but I bet you kiss her. See, God kisses us. He becomes flesh so that he can touch us. He gives us symbols and signs and sacraments to take what is invisible and make it known through that which is physical. And this morning... We're going to use that which He has given to us to convey the reality of His presence in our lives, that grace and that anointing that will come as these folks present themselves into the waters of God. The earth was void and without form, but God moved over the water. He says, Moses, stretch your hands out over the water, and the water parted, and He stretched it back, and the water came together, and they were delivered from the bondages of Pharaoh and the enemy was drowned and they were free because of the movement of the water. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a tsunami and wipe the enemy out. How many of you read that in your Bible? Or Elisha speaks to the guy and says, go wash yourself seven times and you shall be cleansed. Or, or, or how about this one? When the water is stirred, we take and walk down into the water and the is healed. God uses physical things to convey invisible grace. He uses that which He created to reveal that which you cannot see. Even Christ Himself, as He went into the waters of baptisms, the heavens opened and the revelation was there. Anybody ever been to a reveal party and they let pink balloons or blue balloons? And you know, oh, it's a boy. You can't see it, but it's a boy, right? You know, you understand that baptism is the revelation that you are children of God. That baptism is when the Spirit of God opens up and says, yeah, those are mine. (laughs) That this morning, there's going to be a thinness that takes place, and, and the veil between heaven and earth is going to grow suddenly thin. And if you listen real carefully, every child that is baptized, God's going, "Uh uh-huh, that's mine, Uh uh-huh, yep, uh, that, that. And you don't have to wait till you're 40 to figure out who you are. You can be identified by God this morning and by His Spirit who claims you as His own and says the enemy has no more hold on you than I 
have defeated death, hell, and the grave, that I have conquered sin and given you your identity. I have some people catch me, well, yeah, what about this? And, you know, people do all kinds of things. You know, the church has so many different ways of baptizing. I don't care, just get wet. <laughs> well, how much water do you use? I don't care, just use it. I, I, listen, I've been sprinkled, I've been dunked, and I've been spit on. I actually think... <laughs> I actually think the spit was the most anointed, but... Uh, You'll get it in a minute. You had to be raised where I, you had to be from where I'm from. <laughs> you got preachers like that in New York? You know, they, they can spit further than they can walk. I mean, it, <laughs> never mind. God uses water to identify his own, to deliver us, to set us free. It's a revelation this morning, not just of God, but of you, the God reveals you to the world and says, behold, my children, behold, my church, behold, those that are the continuation of the ministry of my son, behold, those who receive my spirit, that they might walk through this world, loving their enemy, loving their, uh, their, their neighbor, forgiving, walking the path of Christ. In a world that's gone mad. Pops, I'm only human. Are you kidding me? You're the divine manifestation of the creative God. You're the divine manifestation of the God that gave his life for the world. You are love personified, sent out into a world that is inhumane. You, my friends, are the extension of God in Beacon, New York. And it is through water baptism that they added 3,000 souls that day to the body of Christ. It is through the work of the people. Church, listen to me. Everybody that's not being baptized, stand up. Everybody that's not being, stand up. Guess who's doing the work this morning? We are. They're just going to be receivers of the gift that you're giving this morning. That pastor's going to stand there, but you're going to be going, yes, their sins are forgiven. Yes, they've been raised from the dead. Yes, they belong to God. Yes, they're going to heaven. Yes, they're part of my family. That's what you're doing this morning. You're not just standing there looking cute. For two or three agree. Somebody look at somebody and say, I agree. They are saved from their sins. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, give somebody a high five and sit down. I'll just follow Pastor Steve. He told me I had seven minutes. I'm working on it. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is the writer in Hebrew says that this is the foundation of our faith. He said, the foundation of our faith. This is where it begins. This is not even in-depth stuff. And if we trip over this, this is the foundation. This is the beginning. From the beginning of the church, there has never been such a thing as an unbaptized believer. There has never been such a thing as a powerless believer. For it was in the baptism that the power of God 
fell over them. And we have spent, alas, so much time talking about what we do in baptism. <laughs> Nothing. This is not about what you did or what you learned. Well, the night of his betrayal, the Lord Jesus picked up a basin of water, took off his garment, and said, let me wash your feet. And Peter said, no, 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 Lord, you can't. He goes, if I don't wash you, you have none of me. Can I tell you something this morning? You're doing nothing. Not really. It is God who comes to redeem and to wash and to bring you into his family. You just simply stumble into this reality going, I think I'm saved by grace. You are. Now let Christ wash you. Let him empower you. Let him give you gifts that are beyond your imagination. Dream about being more than, I'm just human, pops. That grandson is not liking me right now. Uh, let Christ wash you. Let him baptize you. Let him bring you fully into the reality of what it means to be crucified with Christ. Yea, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives on the inside of me. For as many of you who are baptized were buried with Christ and raised to the newness of life. That's what it means to come into this place. That's what it means to stand here this morning and allow God to redeem us. The frank matter of it is, is that it's a mystery. I can't explain it to you. I can't bring it into your gray matter because it's beyond the explanation of rational people. But it's an experience that I have been living for over 40 years to know that Christ accepted me, washed me of my sins, placed me on a throne beside him, and now lives inside of me. And the unveiling of that takes a lifetime to follow on in these waters of baptism. It's why in a few moments we'll come back to the table and we will remember that through his death and resurrection we have been redeemed. And every Sunday we remind ourselves that by the work of his grace on the cross we ourselves have been adopted back into the family of God. Not by works, but by faith in Him. So, how can this be my favorite story of Christmas? I've got to get Christmas in here. How can this be, seeing I know not a man? Isn't it interesting, when God starts telling you what He's about to do, we start talking about what we don't have. God's about to adopt you, to bring you, to wash you into his family. And instantly Mary starts going, but I don't have a man. <laughs> How can it be that God redeems us through the washing of the water of the word, through the waters? How? <laughs> the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the Holy Spirit will do inside of you that which you can never do for yourself. How can this be? Oh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's hidden from the rational mind and only received by faith in the reality of his love. It's a mystery. Don't ever question the mystery. 
just receive it. And little Mary said, yes. This morning to those of you that are walking this journey, to the parents that are presenting the children, just say yes and receive the spiritual impartation of the presence of God that washes you and empowers you and will never leave you and never forsake you. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, King of kings, Lord of lords, Spirit of the living God, descend into our hearts in unique and special ways this morning and accomplish in the soul of every human being here the mystery of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Would everyone getting baptized please stand? And rededicating your life, please stand. We're going to now make a public declaration that we are renouncing the ways of evil. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? And then to the church behind you, will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support these persons in their life in Christ? And now for everybody. Do you believe in God the Father? Everybody take a deep breath. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? sound beautiful. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, because you will... Repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? 
Church, one more time, would you please stand behind the candidates? I want you to hear right now, this is the closing part of the liturgy, the church praying for you. Deliver them, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Open their hearts to your grace and truth. Fill them with your holy and life-giving spirit. Keep them in the faith and communion of your holy church. Teach them to love others in the power of the Holy Spirit. Send them into the world in witness to your love. Bring them to the fullness of your peace and glory. Everybody may be seated as Aaron Gardner comes forward to rededicate his life. rededicating your life to Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you will never forget that you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit forever, and you belong to Christ forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dormant gifts are about to explode inside of you, my friend. Gifts that have laid silent for years are about to be voiced. Amen. Thank you very much. And let's have April and Christian Farley come up here together. Dedicating your life to Christ in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and that you are rededicating your life to Christ in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, and that you are both belong to Christ and are sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. Ooh, I see these angels dancing around both of you. I don't know what it means, but I see these angels dancing. So live in that joy. Thank you. Larry Johnson, come on down, Larry. The price is right. sealed with the Holy Spirit forever, and you belong to Christ. I just saw a huge door slam shut. The Lord said, I've shut doors no man can open, and I've opened doors no man can shut. Run. Harold Twitty, come on down. that you are rededicating your life to Christ in the name of the Father, 
in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, and that you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, and you belong to Christ forever. Amen. Amen. One word, freedom. Just great freedom. I don't know what that means, but great freedom. Amen. 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 Melinda Vasquez. I affirm that you are rededicating your life to Christ in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, and that you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit forever, and you belong to Christ no matter what. Hallelujah. This is weird. I just see a bank door opening. It's like great prosperity is coming to you. You've struggled with something, but something God's just going to meet every need more than you can imagine to give away. You're just going to bless, bless, bless through you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to throw a couple more bank door prophecies out there, I'll, you know, I'll take them. Now, this is going to be fun. We're going to invite Maria Tropiano and her son, Alexander, forward. You can come stand here first. And I believe Ruthie and Aldo, you want them to come up? Yes, and Alex, come on forward. We'll rededicate you first to the Lord. I affirm that you are rededicating your life to Christ in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that you belong to Jesus and you are sealed with the power of the Holy Spirit forever. Oh, I get to hold the baby. Oh, looky here. Looky there. You're awesome. Alexander, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I affirm that you belong to Christ and are sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. You're holding a prophet. <laughs> yes. You're holding a prophet. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Sayer Cooper. baptize you? Is that okay? I get to hold the baby. I get the baby. He gets to do the work. I get the baby. Look at this guy. You're awesome. You're awesome. I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You are sealed forever with the Holy Spirit. You hold on to that cross, man. You hold on to that cross. And you are sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. Amen.
What a glorious baby. Just preach it, son. Preach it. Zaya Clayton. And Zuri Clayton. We could all come on up. Let's all come on up. They can stand right here. Yeah. Well, pretty. We'll be gentle, I promise. I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that you are both sealed with the Holy Spirit and belong to Christ forever. I pray a spirit of rest on this family. I pray in the middle of a storm that they would find peace and that wherever they go, they would bring the light of the gospel and that they would bring the Sabbath rest of God wherever they go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I hear the Lord say today that you took a stand for him and he's going to take a huge stand for you. Things that have come difficult are going to become easy because of the public stand you're taking. That's right. In Jesus' name. That's right. Amen. 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 Isaiah Campbell. What happened? It's okay. Come forward. I bet. It's okay. Get around here. Yeah, everyone come on up. Get Pile around on in. here. It's all yeah. good. I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and declare... Oh, don't you looking at me like I just did something mean. I declare that you belong to Christ and are sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. Amen. 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 Lord's going to use you, honey. Use you to lead lots of people into his kingdom. What a gift. What a gift. Amen. Thank you. All right. At this time, Bishop Quentin is going to consecrate the communion meal. I'm going to go do sort of like a Beyonce wardrobe change real fast. And everyone who's getting immersed in water, you are welcome to stand right now. And you can follow Elder George and Cheryl down that way and out the door. While the rest of you take communion, we will get ready to do the rest of our baptisms. Salem, I'm so proud of you. Uh, my heart couldn't be more warmed in just the reality of you making space and room for people to experience the grace and the kingdom of God and to follow that which has been the tradition of the church for 2,000 years. Uh, you see, we are saved by faith, 
And the writer says that this faith that was once and for all handed to you. You don't get to make faith up. You don't get to rewrite faith. You don't get to change it because the culture changes or because nationalities change. Faith is handed to us by Christ. And he commanded us to go into all the world and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's the work of Christ in the church. And so let me commend you for recovering the reality of the traditions of Christ and fulfilling them and walking them out in the ways that God called us to. Um, Every time we come to the table of the Lord, we're actually remembering uh, the reality of our baptism. For on the night of the Lord's betrayal, he took bread and he took wine. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And if you heard the verse a while ago, uh, your baptism was empowered by the resurrection of the Christ. And then he took a cup of wine and he said, this is the cup of my covenant, the cup of my blood that is shed for the forgiveness of sins. And that often as you do this, remember my death until you come. And so we pray this morning, Holy Spirit, come upon the bread and the wine. Cause it to be for us holy food and holy drink. Lord, come upon your people that this would be your holy body, each and every soul in this room, extensions of your presence. Cause us in the sharing of this meal to receive again and afresh the reality of your presence in every area of our lives. Now stand with me this morning. Look at someone around you and say, in the name of Jesus, your sins are still forgiven. Oh, you didn't get it. The Bible says, whosoever sins we forgive, they are forgiven. Look at someone on your left and your right and say, you still are in Jesus' name. Amen? That ought to mean something to some of you, right? And now let's pray as the Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The body and the blood of Christ, broken and shed for you. Come and receive all that he has for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Salem Tabernacle podcast. For more information about us, including gathering times and our location, check us out online at salemtabernacle.com.